course, and quantum physics now is, embraces the whole where we can come together and see it all so magnificently. So, you know, the bowls open the quantum field through this, the, the sound and the vibration. But even if you can't hear them, you can still feel them. Hi and welcome to Ascension Talk with Jenny. Another week and another episode and today I have Aurora Hood Hammond on and she will share her journey how she got into crystalline sound healing with crystal balls but also a little bit of her life story. It's very interesting but also at the end please hang on to that one because we talk more about her experience with dragons and crystal beings and much much more and this episode is more about her life next week she will give you a taste of a little bit different bowls she uses and she will talk about that so okay enjoy let's start the show aurora uh, welcome how are you today very good thank you <laughs> we are at your beautiful uh, property in the Nusa Hinterlands is so very magic here. I was walking in here and I was like, wow, she's done some good work uh, with this place. <laughs> and I would love to hear your story how you got to move here. Yeah. And uh, But first of all, um, to the listeners, uh, do you call yourself Aurora? Yeah. 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 And also, I just want to mention, and I will mention it later on as well, but how can people find you? Uh, yeah, they can go to my website, Aurora Hood Hammond. Com. Okay, so I put it in the show notes. Yeah. I just want to clarify that, yeah, that you. you have a website. <laughs> I do, yeah. <laughs> and I put it in the links and on my website as well. So let's get started with you. Uh, so where are you from originally? Are you from Australia? I am. Yeah. I'm from Sydney, yeah. Australia. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, when you grew up, did you always knew uh, know that you were going to start to do like crystal bowls and work with that so how was your upbringing I, I didn't know that at all no um you know I think like all of us on this journey I always felt different and that people didn't understand what I was trying to talk about and learned to shut down a lot of my questions and knowings and and um I was called bossy flossy because you know I was a know-it-all but now I realize I was just saying stuff that I actually did know <laughs> yeah. yeah intuition so, like yeah, strong intuition yeah and, yeah, yeah and so so uh, how did you come into this area of work or what you do now yeah you know it's it, I reflect that so um I had, the family had and I personally had three serious uh, traumas when I was 12. My brother died, I nearly died, my mother um, got cancer. And so that just galvanised everything into a survival focus really and set me on a path really about mental health. Interestingly, that's been my professional and personal life I would have to say of having now I would know that I have had post-traumatic stress disorder since then and still d can be managing that under the under certain circumstances so I became um, a mental health professional and that's how I've lived my career and that has taken me to 
to many places where my spirituality has opened up because once you are committed to exploring what's going on internally because you recognize that if you're internally strained and stressed and terrified then it doesn't matter what life looks like on the outside you're not enjoying yourself and you can't feel well um, so it took me on on this intense internal focus and of course there then I started to discover um, the the consciousness and the consciousness that is within all of us showing up in different ways and and for me really it was about um, developing and having an expertise in how people's emotions and how they um respond to their own internal feeling world really dictates the course of their life so that's been a lot of my focus and expertise really and about how the mind interacts with that and what I'm most excited about now is now we have this real clarity about the brain formed by experiences the mind which is where we hold that awareness in order to choose and direct what's going on in the brain so that we don't have to be have a life determined by what the brain does so PTSD or anxiety depression anything like that and consciousness which is our vast being in part of the wholeness and that when we can really start to interact and dynamically work in the relationship between those three aspects of ourself and um I mean, there's, there's so much to dive into there. And now we have this amazing awareness in humanity about the seeds of consciousness being in that present moment. And where I've done a lot of work for my personal journey and with clients I've worked with, I've been a psychotherapist, mental health professional for over 40 years, uh, is about how our minds, have, our brain has been programmed to have our mind believe that we're a small damaged human on a very fragile dangerous planet and that we have to spend all our time protecting ourselves which of course shuts down our vast consciousness of who we truly are and now that we can really address all of that and the interplay between them mastery is really at our fingertips and that was uh, kind of what kind of blew me away. I went to a workshop with you, and I you had um, what did you uh, what would you call that? Like a crystal bowl meditation, sound yeah. healing. Yeah. And I was like, oh my god, I have to have her on my show because the first section, I, I thought it was just going to be like you playing the crystal balls, but you were going into about the the oh more like the scientific part of yeah. how they work in with people and can you please tell us a little bit about, about that because I was quite blown away and and um, and um, yeah yeah well it's it's also magic and exciting yeah I can see you <laughs> yeah, almost yeah. like oh, <laughs> energy, energy and because yeah. um, they, they all coexist yes, and what yes. a lot of people don't understand the scientific side and more the spiritual side they all go yes. together of course and quantum physics now is embraces the whole where we can come together and see it all so magnificently so you know the bowls open the quantum field through this the the sound and the vibration but even if you can't hear them you can still feel them so sometimes people's computers won't 
handle the sound that's being made, but they still have extraordinary experiences from from what the bowls are doing. And as we know in the quantum field is non-local, so I can be playing a bowl in Australia and someone can be feeling it in America and having a profound experience. That's that's that non-locality, which tells us that the bowls are operating in the quantum field, or else if you couldn't hear them, they wouldn't have an effect, right? So, and because the body is 80% water and fluid, and also 99% space at the same time, so anything that's operating in the, in the quantum field that way is going to be very able to be used at the highest vibrational levels in the seeming physicality of the body because of the frequency it puts into the fluid and the spaces which is why those of us who can have the awareness of it we just light up and go oh I love that you know and it's not really do I love the noise do I love the I don't know I just love the whole thing because it just lights us up on the inside so we know that every cell has a consciousness we know that every cell is emitting photons of light and when then the vibration of the cells is lifted by the vibration of the bowls then of course infinitely potential occurrences are possible in that space so of course then cells can be healthier um, we, we will feel it as a raised vibrational emotional state we feel happy we feel you know and then of course the the brain is put into physically into a different vibration because it's wrapped in fluid it's full of fluid and it starts to come into a balanced state so the bowls balance the brain and what we want above anything else is a balanced brain rather than a happy brain because a balanced brain is not dependent on a certain chemistry it's in a state of balance and then it can actually navigate everything interdimensionally does want to say why are you talking now? You're all shining. You know, you have all this energy coming off you. It's so lovely to see you, like in your. Sorry. Thank you. I love. That's beautiful. Thank you for being that mirror. And so, um, yeah. So the bowls then are balancing the brain, enlivening, enlightening the cells, and putting a vibrational frequency through the cells so that we can experience our multidimensionality consciously. So why I do the concerts um, is when people are lying there and and can just allow themselves to take that in, then they can have remarkable experiences of altered consciousness, altered states of consciousness, as I do when I'm playing the bowls. So I have to be very careful not to close my eyes <laughs> while I'm playing them. <laughs> it's like, whoa. <laughs> Over. Yeah, yeah, I've got like no, back to the body. <laughs> Don't break the balls. <laughs> so, do you think that um, we, we say like a, like assume because we can't recommend or anything like that? But do you think it could help us heal the body? Oh, you know, those scientific studies done that it does, and I think I mentioned um, one of my friends who who's a bowl person had a was unwell, had a live blood analysis done where they showed her cells all crinkled and oxidated and after 20 minutes of being in the presence of the bowls playing, her cells, her cells looked completely transformed. And even um, Dr Oz on TV in America did a whole session on cancer and treatment using the bowls. So, and there are other articles, so 
yes, there are many people who use them as tools of healing. I wish they yeah. could start with that, uh, you know, like in hospital. Or, yeah, you know, yeah. Think. Well, we had a wonderful um, Crystal Bowls symposium, must have been three years ago now, in the Blue Mountains in out of Sydney, and a hundred people came from all over the world to share how they've been using the bowls, and some of them are using them in hospitals and hospices and other places. It was very inspiring to hear the different places that people have taken the bowls and have been yeah. using them. Because yeah. I think uh, with all alternative therapies, as far as I feel, and like it's it's not a quick fix. It's like a long term. It's a long term kind of job that you have to work on yourself as well, isn't it? Well, you know how I love to tweak language. Yes, yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah and yeah. that's what I want to talk yeah, about as yeah. well. Okay, thank well, you for if, correcting. If me. I could, I'm not going to correct yeah. you, but if I could just offer mm. another way to yep. say that. Yep. So in the complementary field. Mm-hmm. Um, Yes, there are the the field is open and so it's timeless. And so when we enter the field, if we if we're if we can use another presence rather than us have, that's part of the old programming that we have to work on everything, that everything's hard work. And you can feel how that immediately lowers your vibration. Yep. Right. When we say if I come into this space and give it my loving attention, what else becomes possible? And can you feel the freedom, how that just opens the field up and then a freedom becomes possible? Whereas when we, oh, I have to work on this, mm-hmm. we start shutting ourselves down. And then we try to make it mean something. How long will it take? When will it be over? Am I there yet? Right? And you can feel how all of that, you can feel the doors shutting every time the mind goes let's put it back in a box let's put it back in a box then let's call it alternative because then we can have a fight about this is the real thing and that's the alternative when we say complementary we go we know everything is whole everything is one it all can complement each other very yeah very wise because i wanted to talk about that as well because when i went to that workshop with you like when you were talking about the crystals and the vibration i was like well how about will it you know, can it help, you know, uh, unlock our, uh, did I call it, uh, un- no, I called it junk DNA because I'm, I'm very interested in the DNA and all the strands that are, and also strands there are more, <laughs> more of. So, uh, yeah, in terms of that. Um, so I think I remember saying it, yeah, to you, you like on the it. night, so just saying, <laughs> let's not call it junk. Let's- <laughs> I was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. <laughs> but it really helped me to to start to reword things and how we use things mm. as well and like because mm. I think we always have to have reminders I think I'm I'm trying the best I can every day to to reword things and or word things in a certain way to, to bring in light and, yeah. you know to open up for opportunities yeah but how would you what's your take on that well First of all, yes. First of all, about the about the wording, if I may, because Mm -hmm. that's an area I love. Mm -hmm. I know. I've just got this (laughs) ear for it, and it is like learning. It is learning a new language. We, if we're going to talk ascension, we're talking about bringing in the new earth, and we know we need a new language for that. We need a complementary, holistic, opening space, opening vibrationally, energetic opening language. That, that opens up the brain and opens up the spaces in the mind to move beyond the 
preconceptions of, well, it's all hard work and it takes a long time and you've got to keep trying and you'll probably never get it right. And, you know, like all of that embedded, which keeps cutting us off from our magnificence. And so as we've spoken about the DNA, like it, we, we would never disrespect the human body to imagine that there's anything in there by accident, by junk, by like, you know, the human body is the most magnificent organism in the universe. Like there are, there are many bodies, but you know, the human body, it's all sacred geometry. It's so mysterious. It's so vast. It's, it's a portal of light in itself. Each cell is generating light and consciousness. And so the fact that we have one is like, you won the lottery. You got to come to planet Earth and have one of these magnificent, magnificent, miraculous. I mean, every conception is a miracle that statistically shouldn't happen when they calculate all of that, right? So e extraordinary. And we can only laugh when science trying to pin everything down. You know, they, they have barely mapped the brain, but already they know that the one individual brain can contain more information than all the information available on the internet right now. I mean, it's a, it's beyond a Porsche sitting in this garage of the skull with this its sacred geometry chalice. And most people have got it idling, got a Porsche in the garage. Maybe they turn the key on, put it into idle, but they never take it out for a spin into the universe of consciousness, into that vast field of information Eckhart Tolle says is present in every moment. But that's my passion. We, you know, we are sitting here in this extraordinary circumstance. And a lot of us who are have our awareness open of other timelines, other dimensions, have spent our childhoods or perhaps our young lives wishing we weren't here, wishing, feeling trapped in this body. And part of the ascension to me is really starting to understand that every part of this is a gift. And so there can be no junk DNA. And those who know the ancient timelines know that the original blueprint had at least 32 strands of DNA with so much information. And our multidimensional information, our universal intergalactic, that the, the information between this physically vibrating body and all our bodies in all the different timelines and dimensions that in space where there is no time exist at once, potentially that's all held within us, like that knowledge is all there in those DNA strands of vibrating light turning in that perpetual motion in the universal field. So... I, I couldn't bear to have, have the word junk associated with it. And <laughs> I thank so thee. <laughs> <laughs> so how about when you mentioned timelines? Because uh, how do you see time? So the timelines are running all at once. So it's very out-of-date language to talk about past lives or anything like that. Like we And now the records, the Akashic records that were closed and you needed special talents and abilities, they're open. It's access all areas for us now for humanity. So we can see the timelines running really in any given moment. That is 
also why I dislike the phrase everything happens for a reason because that's again the mind wanting to go oh I found a reason let's lock it down where it's like oh if you can look at the timelines so I was sharing with you about having a fall and as I'm falling down and I can feel tissue in my body being torn I'm looking at the timelines and going this is happening in so many spaces at once like wow and what do I do with all this energy and the and the clear command was scream I had so much fun like I don't have any bad recollection of that because I was just like screaming I could see that that going through timelines and universes and it's like wow there's a lot of energetic occurrences so it's so fabulous because the the space that humanity's in right now with the consciousness we have we know it's the key to a hologram for the entire universe's evolution and that humanity's entrapment enslavement mentally and physically is part of what so many of us have come from all across the galaxies to participate in unlocking and we've been doing this for eons like it's the pinnacle of eons of um, attention shall we say and so we're not going to do it with our eyes closed we're not going to do it without access to all of that information and our light families the Pleiadians, the Arcturians, the Lyrans, the all the, you know the many, but they're the main ones who are helping us. We're not going to do it without all of that support and the information. So, because the key thing each one of us individually needs to unlock is this entrapment of the victim program that we're a victim of life on planet Earth in any way, shape, or form. And until as we're unlocking that awareness of nothing is happening to us everything is happening in our own hologram for us and that for our own soul this beautiful phrase was given to me as part of this healing event which was at the heart of it all all experience is a soul who knows exactly what she is doing at all times how about you? Because you seem so wise, and uh, no, but you really seem to have really found like something. What is your purpose, and why do you think you are here now? I um, am part of one of my aspects is part of the Galactic Council that is overseeing what is occurring. Um, I also am getting to have the human experience of unlocking that um, a, a human life of trauma and tragedy into joy and ascension. So that's fun. And, uh, and I'm not exactly, I'm not clear yet. It hasn't been, it's not known yet how the wisdom is to be shared. I know I could just sit here like Yoda on my little, on my <laughs> space and do absolutely nothing in the world and that would be absolutely fine. And But I do love to have these conversations. And so I'll, I'm interested to see where that will take me. I The most fun thing that's happened, been brought into my 
my experience of this world since moving here two and a half years ago is the dragons. And so I was not aware of dragons before coming here, but they have called me to this valley. And they have lived and live on this property as a portal into where they have lived for 500 million years. Into the, There were giant mountains here and here on the Sunshine Coast, the east coast of Australia, this particular spot holds very, very high crystalline magnetic vibration with underground caverns so my property sits on underground caverns of water which feed the water into my swimming pool (laughs) i know (laughs) so is that do you think they were calling you because you said before that you you were called to to get this property yeah yeah well so many beings here like there's uh, i was called to the valley i went up to the Mount Tinbiwa, as when I was contemplating moving here, and my eyes were just drawn to this valley, and I said to my friend, "Where is that? How do you get to live there?" And it wasn't until after I'd bought the property, I went back up the mountain, looked, and went, "Oh, that would be exactly where I live now." So, yeah, I was. It was very. Uh, was that when you still were living south in, in Sydney? Sydney? Yeah. Oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, what happened when you uh, moved here? Did you feel the energy and? Yes. Did you see beings? So. Yes. So um, when I when we first came to look at this house and it was dark and dingy and smelt of a very unwashed dog and uh, was full of people looking at it and it was all brown and and I'm standing in this dark dingy poor looking living room with this huge smile on my face and I'm going I said to myself i smiling this is revolting what's going on what's happening and i just was like okay just tuned in the middle of all these people milling around i was tuned in and went okay there's something here it's putting a big smile on my face and then i'm saying you know i'm going seriously do it this house and they're going you can do a house i was like oh yeah i can but do i have to and then i went the pool is very magical i went to the pool and went oh there's something going on there like wow what's i didn't know yet about the underground springs feeding it right and then I went out to the very overgrown, decrepit yard you could barely walk into, and suddenly I'm receiving this massive download, and I'm seeing the the elders, I'm seeing the beings of light, the fairies, I'm seeing the crystalline beings, and not yet then the dragons, um, and uh, and then it was just like oh, and they just said we're waiting for you. First of all, the crystalline beings, uh, how do they look like well, in they, your eyes? Yeah, they look often like crystals, and then they can also look like fairy beings coming out of crystals. Um, but at this point, they were looking like large etheric crystals and that the caverns... So this area was huge volcanoes, and so we're in the quantum field where all time is one we're sitting inside this massive mountain where there are huge crystalline energies so yeah and how about the dragons well they came after i moved here and suddenly i'm having these pictures of dragons coming into my i'm going oh that's because i hadn't really I had 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 a moment in Bali once where I was standing next to a picture of a dragon and I remember I put my hand on his head and I said, who are you guys? Why are your statues everywhere? Like you have to, there's no way you'd be coming forward in every culture. Every culture has a story and a version of you. 
who are you? Why don't I know about you? What are you doing here? And, you know, in Bali, they've got these jaunty little black and white checked scarves around their necks, little hats on, obviously, <laughs> often. And I'm going, you know, I know you're cool. I just don't get it. And so suddenly it's like that same energy came in. And went, oh, oh, and I very clearly saw uh, this blue dragon. Now, just to back up, one of the reasons I have the Mount Shasta Bowl is one of my spiritual homes on the planet is in Northern California in Mount Shasta uh, in the fifth dimensional city of Telos, which is inside the mountains there. So I'm, and that's Lemuria and goes back to Lemuria, which is the, where we use the crystal bowls and the crystalline, that whole lineage of the crystals and comes through there. So and I have been aware at Mount Shasta there is a blue dragon who flies around that mountain and I have been aware of him and seen him but I had never just hadn't even thought and I'm sitting here one day meditating something like oh there's a blue oh is that the Mount Shasta dragon I was like no no I'm I actually live here in this valley it's like oh okay and I was given the name his name is Sisyphus and um and the color and then since then I've had three other very like they're very high dimensional dragons come but this is also a place some uh, some people who've been here who can read that field so we've have seen a dragon city a dragon den we've seen multiple dragons be birthed out of that stone circle and fly so it's a big portal for dragon energy and um so yes they are a large part of and so the dragons are bringing oh i think that's molly yes hey, molly, she's let you? herself out of that's that. okay yes. you want me to let yeah, yeah keep Thank keep you. on talking yeah, yeah. so <laughs> she's trying to get in yes that hey, was... molly, did you want to be in the conversation obviously hey, come on to be with us <laughs> she's talking about the dragons yeah. I have to be there <laughs> so she hasn't got to the unicorns yet that's yeah. when I come in <laughs> um, so the there's many there's several energetic lines and frequencies that cross on this where this property is located and the three-dimensional ley lines that gridded the earth have been ruined and distorted and we are of course to heal them and and love them and guide them but the dragons are bringing in the new crystalline grid that's surrounding the earth and that's their work and so I am definitely called to be here to assist and this space is where there's a it looks like an asterisk sign where the the so the lines just aren't crossing there's like a, a an array of them here so do you do you feel that they are elementals or like you said multi-dimensional uh, beings mm. so are they you know because sometimes people want to have still the human like understanding what it is yeah uh, are they they live down in earth but they're still multi-dimensional yeah 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 so yeah i mean they're not from the stars 
Well, they are. They they're are from, from everywhere. Yeah. Yes, I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just they're to explain a little bit all for of people, it. Yeah. maybe some people that are new with this. Yeah. So that dragon consciousness energy, which we can see in all the countries, um, so the understanding I have gained of it is that the dragon energy uh, was absent. They're, they're very high-dimensional beings, and as the consciousness of humanity fell, they left, and it's only since 2012 that they have come back and been making themselves known to us again because there's enough of us now with the, the consciousness to receive them and play with them. Uh, how about inner earth? Yeah. Uh, do you know anything about inner earth? Do some of them live there? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. that's... Yeah. Could you tell the listeners a little <laughs> bit about inner earth if they, you know? Well, um... Or your view of yeah, the I've, because I'm, it's different. Yes, and it's another story. To indeed, that it's a whole yeah. other area. <laughs> <laughs> because really, here we are in inner earth, as I said, because this was the inside of the mountains before, uh, and I have had experiences through being in Northern California in Mount Shasta of co- being able to go into the inner earth settlements there um and so yeah there's there's a whole there's a whole I, do that another time yeah, let's yeah, do that another that's yeah, another interview a whole other thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so i uh, want to uh, get going here so uh how about can can you just so uh, because we chatted a little bit before um uh, you know, like I was mentioning, uh, we were talking about gurus or, you know, people that we like to follow and get inspired from. And you has, have someone that inspire, inspire you. Yeah. What's her name? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I do have an Indian guru who, her name is Saima Lakshmi Devi. And she is a Sagat guru, which is a guru of the universe, a universal guru as uh, recognized in the Hindu tradition in India yeah uh, so yes a, a big a significant part of my awakening was when I met her in 2006 and was not was very uh, judgmental and not looking for an Indian guru or the Hindu none of that interested me uh, but as they say it was like she found me really and someone invited me to a workshop uh, that was about the brain and about the divine feminine. And so they were two areas of great interest to me through my work. And um, and then I was kind of like, oh, I'll disregard the guru stuff. You know, that's a bit painful that they're going on with that. But I'm really interested in the work she's doing and bringing forward about the brain and about um, the balance. Clearly, we can see that ending the oppression of women and the balancing of the divine feminine is humanity cannot progress until that is balanced and we're still we live we live in a country in australia where one woman a week is still killed by her partner so this has got to be addressed at the human consciousness level so i was very fascinated by an indian Guru, who is the only female ever in the 5,000-year Hindu lineage to be acknowledged by the saints and sadhus as 
that they can see her. They go into to the multi-dimensions to see if someone's a guru. You don't earn your stripes, they have to see it. And they see her, the highest dimensional field they've ever seen. And so she is, you know, a holy one in India. So that is has never happened. And she is, uh, she mostly lives and works in America. And that's where I went to meet her. But so extraordinary. And when I first got to be in her presence, because I was gifted a program and I was no way I was going to fly to America to see an Indian guru until somebody said, I have this gift for you. It's like, oh, oh, someone gave it to you. Yes. Oh, how beautiful. And so, well, she gave it to me. She, the organizers said, Saimar has asked us to give a gift to whoever we thought. And we, we weren't going to ask you because of your other commitments we're aware of. But now that you've, I went to this particular meditation one morning and said, we keep feeling it is for you. And that my life journey, there's been, several of these major turning points where I'd go, if the universe taps you on the shoulder and says, here's this gift, you don't ever say, oh, no, I'm too prejudiced to go there. You go, okay, I didn't think I wanted to be in a room full of 600 Americans wearing white clothes chanting Harry Krishna, but apparently I do. <laughs> <laughs> and how was that? Was it? Oh, well, yeah. it, it was, you know, and I went there. It was. I went there kind of full of um, trepidation, judgment, fear, you know going wow this but but also going wow this is interesting like you just don't say no to an invitation like this and so uh you know stepped in there and when Saimar first walked in physically walked into the room you know ballroom in a big hotel 600 people wearing white and I my someone had got me a posse right on the you know right in the aisle so I could turn around and see her my entire every cell in my body lit up I started shaking and the knowing just burst into my brain I took birth to be with her so it was a done deal Mm. Uh, that's just been my awareness is um, in she is from Sirius B she works intergalactically and it's an intergalactic commitment Mm. to be with her doing this consciousness raising about the divine feminine and about shifting the psychology of humanity out of entrapment in what's been done to the physical brain and into the freedom of the mind and the consciousness and how do you do that just you've got a website as well yeah do you do do through your website uh well on the website i've got yes sample activations and role playing and so I do that by joining in, you know, um, activations and activities that Saimar puts on um, and other spiritual teachers that I enjoy collaborating with and listening to. Uh, I also run workshops and uh, do private work with people one-on-one. And uh, and how would that session be, for example, because I'm curious? Yeah. <laughs> so uh, normally uh, what will happen is the bowls several of the bowls will say they want to work with a person and so the they will open up the space for us to explore the consciousness of of that person at that time i feel like where i can most help people practically in their lives is to do just what i was sharing with you this morning about really noticing how their language is trapping them in these old programs, these old mind programs, and 
to literally open their minds, change their minds through changing their brain. So I've, I know a lot about how the brain works, how to work with the brain, how to actually help the brain to change. And of course, when I can work with the bowls and with the information from the other timelines, because I really do find particularly people who have a greater awareness, often the the experiences that are trapping them in places they feel they don't want to be in this lifetime is because it's running in several timelines at once. And so unless you have access to the information from those other timelines, you can keep dealing with the quote-unquote issue from this line, but it's actually not going to unlock it. So that's what I love to do most, really, is to be able to access that so we can unlock it in all the timelines and then unlock the mind from the beliefs it's formed. And sometimes those beliefs are carried in the DNA from generations because none of us made up our problems by ourselves. None of us got to any of the blockages we might feel in our lives by ourselves. It's come through the DNA. It's coming in through the echoes of the other timelines. It's all here to open up the field to now, at at this time in her story, to open up the field to shifting that for the lineages and for humanity as a whole. None of us now are doing it. It's It's not about us. It's not even personal. Even our deepest, darkest personal issues are not even personal. And once we can convince the brain to free itself of that idea it's not personal it's actually got nothing even to do with you you are a being of light and great magnitude but the story you feel like you're trapped in is where your brain has got you convinced to shut down your mind and your knowing and to keep repeating a pattern until until you don't Wow, that feels like, you know, it would be good to end there because it was like also wisdom. Thank you, thank you. Like I'm eating your words. Is there anything else that I've forgotten to ask you about before we wrap this up? And maybe another time later on in the near future I could have you back and we can talk about something sure. else. That there's so much I wanted to ask you about. Anything you would like to tell the listener or... Or anything I've have forgotten to ask you. <laughs> I well, the dragons are just saying that uh, I'm still unfamiliar in talking about them, and there's a little voice in my head going, "Now this." I mean, but we you do talk about ET, yeah. so you know, no, let's but, talk about no, everything. <laughs> for me, that's pretty much the same. They all coexist, exactly. You know, like, yeah, like uh, Bigfoot, Yeti, you know, like yeah. all of them. Yeah. They're, they're multidimensional. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But would they like to? If I could back another time, we can concentrate on that and unicorns and talk about that more. Well, yeah. they're just saying that just for today to finish up today, yeah. they're um, they just they would like to presence that the the joy and the love are really what we get to and need to focus on right now. And so it's you and I sitting here with big smiles on our faces and we you hope can't that, stop. <laughs> and we hope the listeners are too. Really, you know, 
what with the guidance system through our choices, because there are so many choices about who to listen to, what to do, so much. But it's to follow the love and to follow the joy, because that energy is is always going to lead you in the direction of your light, what lights you up. And so we've we've today it's been brought forward several times about that light that emanates out of every cell and what we look for then is what lights us up and that's that's the guidance right and so um i'll just give a little can i give a little plug for two other things that i do yes of course so um i do run a webinar series subscription so it's two webinars a month on a wednesday night australian time uh, where i play the bowls and and bring forth whatever's coming through and we have an amazing time it's really beautiful it's called soul heart reunion and you can um sign up and and get a little taste of that on my website website. yeah there's some youtubes there so that's a fun playground and i have just uh, been part of a group we've got an international best-selling book that's just been launched called your true power and in that my chapter in that book, I actually write the story of my move up here and onto this land. Uh, so it says 14 women telling their stories of accessing their divine power to transform their lives. So it's a great read. Uh, it's Put cost, a link. It's yes, right, yeah. at yourtruepowerbook.com and it costs like two ninety nine because we're just really putting it out there and paying the money to charity nice. but we've been a um, bestseller on amazon for 30 weeks oh wow congratulations yeah so that's, that's a lot awesome. of fun yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh that'd be, be lovely yeah I'll put everything on the show notes page and on my website as well so thank you it's been a pure pleasure and thank you for having me in this ah, beautiful space wonderful yeah. beautiful thank <laughs> you so much that was that for today's episode and as mentioned before if you head over to my website ascensiontalk.com go to my blog post page there and this is episode number seven and everything we talked about today i put all the links in there in case you have forgotten them already and what i also said at the beginning of the episode uh, this interview was divided up in two sections so next weekend or next sunday i will have the the recording i did with aurora of her playing a couple of the balls she has and she will talk about them as well so yeah so i can't wait uh, to catch up with you guys next week until then please heal yourself ground yourself take care of yourself bye